You're listening, You're listening to, to Radio Pinata Sounds. Welcome to the Weekly Review, the radio show where adults, two adults, and a bright young person try to find pleasure, joy, and happiness in the world of pop culture. Today we ponder on existential topics like the death of Instagram. Is the social media application still relevant today? We shall ponder on one's place in the world once they reach a certain age as we talk about ABBA and Diana Ross's new albums. Keeping things Nordic, I watched Danish film last round and have a few things to say about it. But most importantly, today we shall celebrate and talk about Taylor Swift's Red, among other things. Panic. There's panic among those of a certain age. There's a strange feeling revolving around our collective addiction to Instagram, the one app that brought young, brought young and old together. After Facebook became the graveyard of watered-down political opinion, midlife crisis rants, wine mom memes, and links to external external portals with the lowest level of engagement since Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley's marriage. Oh, <laughs> Johan, <laughs> Johan. Sorry, I did want to. What the hell's wrong with wine mom memes? Wine oh, mom no, memes that, are the best. That was the best. That was one of the things that kept Facebook interesting, but mm-hmm. even that's kind of died out. There aren't any good memes on Facebook anymore because the young have departed Facebook. Oh my god. And as soon as the young depart Facebook, it becomes the discotheque that no one ever wants to go back to. Well, hang on, the young departed Facebook a while ago, right? But Instagram? Don't tell me. It's starting to happen. Oh Jesus. The young are leaving Instagram. Mar, do you still use Instagram? I do, but I agree it had something has changed. Like to get news, quote unquote, um, like memes. Yes. Um, the source is Twitter, and to get um, kind of other funny stuff, um, you go to to TikTok, and then mm-hmm. months later, the trends you see on TikTok and Twitter end up on Instagram. So it's kind of becoming the Facebook of the, like the same way Facebook was, like older in a sense that the trend got there much later it's mm. happening to instagram now now someone who sent me a meme on on instagram is like yeah i've seen this last month on twitter it's not uh, relevant on. anymore i'm on twitter don't tell me i'm relevant to young people twitter's the one i use most yeah then you're you're totally in oh my god twitter you see i i gave up twitter so many years ago and i feel so out now like out of so many conversations because it's true so much fierce uh, proper information gets out there and stuff and if you know how to navigate it you you're you're super connected but i was on this group chat with friends many of whom used instagram as a professional tool for marketing and promotion like everyone does and one was expressing one of my friends was expressing how he no longer saw the app as an effective way of promoting a new project he was involved in without succumbing to the attention seeking mechanics that seem to get all the love the choreographies the character driven content the silliness pandering to the mainstream which always involves creating content that will please the lowest common denominator not the best route to promote a carefully elaborated wine back in the old timey days of my youth 20 years ago we had all these media outlets like magazines and stuff and then everyone started using these social media platforms basically to 
sell product. And I think that's one of the things that always leads things to downfall. I remember in the movie of The Social Network, Mark Zuckerberg, or played by uh, Jesse Eisenberg, was talking about how they, they shouldn't monetize it because once they start to try to monetize this thing that was growing, they were going to ruin it, no? So it's when it's all utopian and everyone's just like sharing jokes and memes and photos of mm, their newborn t- kids or whatever, ah, it's all nice and stuff. But once, it's what killed in, it's, it's what killed MySpace, funny enough. Remember how MySpace be- started sucking when every crap band, local band, started, like, flooding your... This Mars looking at me like... There was a thing called MySpace, Mar. <laughs> hey, Mar, just hold on. I'm going back to Friendster in a second, and we'll be... Uh... But all of a sudden, it's like the walls was just, like, flyer, flyer, poster, ah, come to see my show, and it was like... And, and it, 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 it just became a bit boring to see, and, and people started leaving MySpace. Funny enough, it's like, hang on, that was nice. People were trying to get you to go to their shows to see music and be together watching a band, not buy some mug with a pug on it. No, mm-hmm. Then this is the thing. I don't know how many people my age have decided to invest in sugar-free coconut water or a sustainable t-shirts and they're using this platform oh you know follow my shop and buy and it's like look i know you're trying to find your way into the marketplace and sell and empower yourself by becoming an, an entrepreneur but aren't we just repeating the same bad mistakes that of capitalism basically like where we, we say it's sustainable can you really vouch for the ink that you're using on your t-shirt uh, do we really need another coconut water <laughs> coconut water is lovely don't get me wrong i like coconut water especially if it's sugar free but uh, shouldn't we be focusing on just using social media in a different way i don't know i don't know uh, i don't know where i'm going with this anyway no i know where i'm going with this um it's getting personal isn't it it was yeah. i was getting into one of my gardens i don't know okay ah yeah yeah, yeah. i'd written this thing um, please, Andre, cue sad music. This is what's happening with in, in, in with my Instagram. Okay. Oh God. We were all at PS Weekender <laughs> oh, no. two weekends ago. We all saw most of the same things and had a lot of fun. But I was faced with something that happens as you grow older. You know how there's a black Twitter? Well, I found out through Weekender that there is a young Instagram, one where those of a certain age don't belong. I saw not one, but many stories, filming the same events I witnessed in my flesh, but where I was only mildly entertained. In these stories, the kids had so much more fun. And then there were things that happened that I missed, like a lovely sing-along jam with Erlen Oi, Carolina Durante and Cariño, and the cool kids of this office. Meanwhile, I have screen grabs of our radio group chat where I became the guy messaging and asking where everyone was. Where are you at? Where are you at? I'm at this concert. And nobody replied. You know, when you become that one person who always gets lost at festivals and the friends are in no rush to find, because you might be the, the, the belligerent drunk one who always makes people feel uh, embarrassed. Well, I think I became that person. I was ignored on so many levels, I had to come face to face with the fact that I must depart this plateau where young people meet and generate healthy hedonistic energy and move away and join the table of elders where we sit and sulk together like the brain cells of Tom York. Kind of happy that they released Kid A with new songs and there's a new season of Larry David and mildly amused by the fact that the fruitcake was edible. Oh, and a bit chirpier because ABBA released a new album. A while ago I heard the sound of children's laughter Now it's quiet so I guess they left the park This wooden bench is getting harder by the hour The sun is going down, it's getting dark 
I realize I'm cold. The rain begins to pour as I watch the windows on the second floor. Andre, Andre Ignat on the controls, please bring me some tissues. <laughs> okay, so this is the saddest show ever. Um, <laughs> uh, ABBA released an album, but before we talk about ABBA, uh, am I am I right in this perception? Is Instagram dying? Um, I don't think com- it is completely dying. I I still want my Instagram. It's like a card of presentation, like for people you knew or just met or something. It's like yes. Now you follow me on Instagram and you see a little bit into mm. my life, but I don't see don't see the use more than this. Like if I want to laugh or if I want to see news and stuff, it's not the place I go. Like I, I don't care to see another paparazzi shot of whoever. I will see it on Twitter if it's that relevant. Mm. Do you know what? If you looked at my Instagram, you would basically say either he's the most boring person in the world or a psychopath, <laughs> which I might I might be both because I use it in an incredibly boring. Like the other day, I was looking at my Instagram and I was like, why don't wasn't oh, I don't have any followers? And it was basically everything I posted was something promotional, which is like. <laughs> and so I thought, right, I'll post a picture of like a dog or something. And so I did that. And then I went back to promotional things. So I'm a terrible on Instagram user and Johan I just wanted to say if I didn't reply to your messages I was asleep which is even more boring you were asleep but the, no That's, you weren't you yes, were in I the was. you were in the cabin with Andre and and all the texts and you guys were having a lovely you're enjoying your whiskey oh yeah that yeah. lovely Scottish whiskey yeah and it's like and then and, and, yeah all, everything was happening and I was like mm-hmm, I, have I become the person so <laughs> the, that, that leaves you didn't heart. text me and I was in in the cabin with uh, you were in the <laughs> cabin with all the cool kids you you're part of them you, now but you're, I I would have told you but you didn't decide to text me so I what the, the, oh, <laughs> All right, I should have DM'd. Okay, okay. Anyway, anyway, um, Abba, you've rev- you reviewed both Abba and Diana Ross's albums, didn't you, Ben? Yes, yes, yeah. And I gotta say, right, the um, Abba album Voyage is one of the uh, absolute albums of the year. And I don't care what anyone says. If you don't like Abba, if you don't like Voyage specifically, I don't like you. That is <laughs> how that is how strong it's gone. It is an absolutely perfect. Uh, well, it's not perfect. Nothing's perfect, but it's a brilliant, brilliant work of of music. And it's kind of. I've loved ABBA since I was a kid. I think almost the first music I can ever remember listening to was, was ABBA. Um, you know, anyone born in the 70s, as, as, as you were too, like ABBA were just always, always there. Yeah. And they've, I've, I've grown up with them. They're a few bands that have accompanied me so much in my life. And they're coming back and you think, oh God, it's not going to be very good, is it? And it was brilliant. And because it's got this mixture of like their um, really brilliant songwriting Um and it's kind of there's a maturity they're talking about like look, divorce couples they're talking about looking after kids they're talking about looking after dogs they're talking about all of those kind of things hmm. but at the same time they're stupid like they're silly you know yeah. like, Abba were always like brilliantly a little bit silly and they've kept some of that like there's a song um, uh, which is like this kind of weird like Irish jig basically yeah. <laughs> and it's like I, I, I shouldn't like it I shouldn't like it but I, I just sort of do basically that's when you dance with me it's like it's kind of like it, it's almost as bad as Ed Sheeran's Galway Girl <laughs> but it's kind of somehow better um, and there's a song called Little Things and it's a Christmas song right and you think well that's a bit cheesy and they, they end up literally the Charles Quite is singing about tiny elves with wings. I was just like, yes, this is brilliant because you've come back and pop is far too serious, right? Nothing nothing against any of big pop acts or anyone, but who else would come back with a goddamn Irish jig and a song about like... Swedish um, elves. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and make it work for crying out loud, you know? Like, and it's kind of... They're not, also, they're not trying to be trap, 
or anything. Or, or, or Drake. Or, yeah. or Drake, which would be mm-hmm. absolutely terrible. They're like, we know our place in the world, but they don't They don't sound like... Like they they don't sound too far removed. They're they're part of they're part of this world, and I was absolutely delighted by this album. I mean, it's not it's not all brilliant, but I think it just sets a standard for what bands can do. Like when you, like how many bands have have, have reformed to come back with really good new albums? Suede, New Order, mm, maybe. Slow Dive made a very decent return. Slow Dive, yeah. And yeah. Ride even Ride. I mean, oh, I wasn't that keen on the Ride. No, no, but it wasn't embarrassingly bad. It was, it was, it was okay. It was meh. No, but the, the, this, this is like an, an Abra album that you would actually put. You know, there would be a couple of songs off it, which would go on Abba Gold. And Abba Gold yeah. is basically. I mean, it's not just the gold standard. It's a platinum, diamond, yeah. white gold. It, it's just everything standard like that is yeah. unbelievably good level like do you remember when the Beatles came back with like free as a bird and things like that yeah and it was like it's alright I guess but that was th- those were like old recordings that got d- dusted off it wasn't like they wrote <coughs> true no, I mean they, they, yeah, half of yeah. them were dead yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would have been hard it would have been Paul McCartney and Ringo really <laughs> it's I don't really bad John <laughs> John Lennon impression. <laughs> no, he's alive. He recorded. Um, well, there is. The, there are. The, aren't there conspiracy? Th- no, there was the one that that Paul McCartney died, and he's got a doppelganger who's been him since. <laughs> since no, I don't know. Anyway, um, another. But yes, I, it, you obviously know that you've become of a certain age when you really start to appreciate ABBA because I, for some reason, stupid reason, I used to not like ABBA when I was young. Uh, because it was like, ah, oh, this is like old people's music, and now it's like, I love ABBA. This is it. This is me, the Luis Miguel, and all this kind of <laughs> elder music stuff. Well, I, I sort of went through. It. I loved them. Absolutely loved them when I was um, when I was a kid. You know, like up to about twelve, and then you get a bit moody, don't you? Yeah. you get twelve. And, yeah, I, I like I like with, with all this happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think a moment just hits when you're like twenty or something like that. You're like, oh no, actually, this is the best thing in the entire world, pretty much. Um, can I just quote you a line, right? Yes. Like, Mark, I don't know how this is going to work for you. You, you don't have children. No. <laughs> but you have a heart that beats. Well, okay, no. <laughs> kind of. Barely, all right, barely. All right, okay. All right, okay. A while ago, I heard the sound of children's laughter. Now it's quiet, so I guess they left the park. Oh, my God. What a couplet. That Ooh. is but masterful pop That writing. is sad. I know, but yeah, that's, that's what I mean. That's that what I mean. People don't get it in ABBA. People are like, ABBA are sad. They've got, they've got that kind of like Scandinavian gloominess. And yeah. yeah, okay. And then they ally that to sort of some weird pop reggae disco bounce. And <laughs> yeah. that makes it all the more potent. Because it's like, oh, my God, that's so sad. You know? Abba have the most emo lyrics ever. Like it's 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 the saddest lyrics, but with this really with the- happy, cheery production and songs and melodies. And they're brilliant. They're Have, having said all this about how I'll disown you if you don't like ABBA, um, you, <laughs> you can take that. Did you like the album? Yes. Yes, of course. Some um, of it I thought was a little bit too. If obviously you expect um, adulterated. <laughs> careful, songs. Johan. Careful where you're going. <laughs> but so, no, no. Some I, I I felt a bit of a lack of edge somewhere. But then you I opened my eyes to like read the lyrics a bit closer, and it's like, oh, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. The edge is there. The edge is there. No, no. Uh, it's 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 one of the best albums of the year. Speaking of another great album that but I think hasn't gotten its place in pop culture that it deserves uh, maybe it's too soon I don't know Diana Ross she released a new album Ben you reviewed it tell us about it I did because I was really I was really surprised by this um, because I thought to be honest Diana Ross had retired she hadn't made a new yeah. album uh, in in 15 years and quite frankly the last album she made was called I Love You and it was it was really bad was this in the 80s or 90s? Uh, no, it's 2006. Oh! That's 15 years ago, Damn sadly. Yeah, okay. I know, I know. Um, but it, and it was just like a cover of, of basically a lot of like 
her cover of romantic songs. So there was one new song, but like it was just really random. It was like Take My Breath Away. She covered that, and then she'd like, I will, by the Beatles. And it's just like, mm. what, 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 what? They're love songs. All right, I get that. I mean, is Take My Breath Away? Is, yeah, I guess so. Yes, anyway. Yes, it's a power ballad. Take my breath away. Yeah. Dun, is dun. I love that song. <laughs> it's because they used it for perfume ad, I think, here in Spain, or I don't know. And, and I always have that sort of that that synth. Dun, dun. It's, it, it feels like pss, the spray of a perfume you know, on my neck. You know, when dun, we did dun. karaoke a couple of years ago, yes. did I do Take My Breath Away? Because that is my We karaoke. did Back for Good. Yeah, that was good. Take that. But I can't remember you. No, I can't remember you singing that one. Do you know, I showed I showed my wife uh, a video of you and me singing Back for Good. And, uh, oh my God. Uh, and my wife was like, point. yeah, he's doing it well. Why don't you do it better? <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. He's got all the moves. You're just standing there like a dick. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Diana Ross. Um... Uh, it was terrible, 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 and like, and and you're like, oh my God, she's Diana Ross. She's like, she's an absolute legend of music. You know, she did it in the '60s, she did it in the '70s, she did it in the '80s, she did it in the '90s. She cannot like go away, go out with something that terrible. So I was, I was really, really hoping that this album would be good, um, and she did it. It's like it, it's it, if she, if this is her last album, which I mean, she's in her late '70s, I think. So I wish her a long, long life. Right. But you know. I'm not that old. Late seventies. Yeah, people live a long time. Seventies is the new sixties. Yeah, on, you're a youth. You're a youth correspondent. You're meant, you're meant to say like. God, Sorry, 70s, I forgot what? my role here. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> youth, youth, and pensioners correspondent. Um, if it is her last album, it is. It's good enough. Like it's not. It's not her best work. It's not like you know Diana that album. It's not like the best Supremes, but it is good enough. And there is like some 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 really good tunes in here. Like it's, I still believe. Um, which is this this kind of stuff? It's produced by Jack Antonoff. Yeah, I believe that's the talking point. Jack Antonoff, he's got he's, he's can, the go-to can person. Can this man take a break? He can't. Well, <laughs> this is the thing. I was like, oh my god, Jack Antonoff. If he turns her into like you know, Laura. Clara or something like that. Or <laughs> I, <wish> that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say Taylor Swift, but I didn't want you to, to get to, no, no. to, to get. Um, if he turns Diana off. Ross into Claro was that my example? Was yeah. Claro yeah. produced by Jack and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. of course, everybody. Yeah. Is. Lord, everybody yeah. is. Who is not? Solar Power was the, no, the, yeah. the yeah. all yeah. produced by him. I thought, okay, well, that's going to be terrible because I like, I love Diana Ross, and I'm sure she could do. It. I'm sure she could do it. For, I don't come to Diana Ross for like folky, folky music. I come to us for like disco bangers. Mm. And bizarrely, um, I still believe it. Kind of starts off. It's all like show tune. Anything like Jack. Jack, what have you done? And what then it just done? turns into this like massive like disco house banger. Yeah, and it's brilliant. And there's a song called Tomorrow, um, which a lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was like brilliant. It's got a weird break beat and it's got weird piano stabs. And it sounds huh. like Girls Aloud, which is all right by me. So I was very pleased. Um, and yeah, I didn't. The thing, the funny thing was basically I wrote um, the uh, the Diana Ross album. I don't think I'm breaking the confidence. It was originally meant to come out ages ago. It was meant to come out in. Uh, September, I think. Oh, but pandemic and all this kind of. I, I, but it's only November. It's not ages ago. I it's it's t- two months ago. <laughs> two months ago. I thought you were saying, oh, yeah, it's supposed like to come out in 2015. Or 15. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what? It felt like ages ago for me because I had to file the review and then I basically forgot about it. Uh, and then. Um, it it, <laughs> it came out because I was all really excited about Abba. Uh, Basically, all my attention was focused on Abba. <laughs> Abba, Abba, as you can tell, can't you? 
Um, and um, it turned out the Diana Ross album came out the same day as the Abra yeah. album. Yeah, and yeah. when I realised that, I was like, oh my God, this is me. This is me now. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is me, Abra and Diana Ross. But I bet she must have thought, oh, damn it, my label, they don't know what, you know, how do you... You you don't go up against ABBA, even if you're well, Diana Ross. You're Diana Ross. I, I don't know. know who's on top. Like I, I would say, there it's pretty much the same level. Diana Ross hasn't had big hits in a, in a few years, and I don't think her new and neither have ABBA. Ne- yeah, but excuse me. Yes, they have. They, they were on on break. Like they were. They stopped doing releasing. Anything. Thing is, ABBA they're Gold. not Ross and Rachel. They're they. <laughs> They kind of are because they were divorced and then they're Yeah, actually they are quite Ross and Rachel. But like yeah, I don't think they'll be getting back together. Who's Phoebe? Sorry, I got got totally distracted. Did you like the Dinos album? Sorry. I loved it. I I loved it. I thought it was a is is a very dignified comeback. And I just feel that Diana Ross is still not getting the recognition. Obviously she does and she walks into the Grammys and everyone stands up and bows down to her, but I, f- I need to feel that her presence is a bit... M- I need I need to feel her presence more in today's social media kind of... I don't know, uh, someone on TikTok needs to do a silly video with one of the many hits that she's had, either with the Supremes or stuff. You know, people forget that without Diana Ross, there's no Beyonce, mm. there's no mm. nothing. Um, she was She is one of the greatest performers of all time. And I don't know, I just... Maybe she. I don't know. I, don't I know. think one thing that happened is Chain Reaction was a big hit in yeah. the UK and in Europe, but it wasn't in America. So, like, you know, all right, that's mm. not exactly recent. That's the eighties, but they're still like kind of you know, something, something hanging on there. But like, right, 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 right. What's fashionable these days in mu- music, musical terms? Uh, you tell us. Uh, well, disco is where I was going. <laughs> okay. yeah, I was, I, is it though? Is it? Oh come on! It what? It was for a while in the underground club circuit and stuff, but I. No, what, hang on, Kylie, Dua Lipa, all of them. What are they? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. true. But I don't, th- I don't feel that the young people that I see on Instagram stories, they're not really playing that stuff or using that so- those what? that music. I don't feel Forget it. Forget the young people. <laughs> what the, do young people like disco more? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, yeah. I, I was DJing yeah. at a place the, not so long ago with a lot of young people, and they were like, "You're you're really boomery. You're playing all this like <laughs> disco music and stuff." And it was like deep cuts, and, like really good disco. And they're like, "This is ah, tío, put reggaeton, put pepas, you know, and all this." You should have like definitely got out the new Diana Ross album. Baby. <laughs> oh yeah, I would have <laughs> killed it, <laughs> killing the dance floor. Something I'm so good at. Well, all right, I, okay, maybe disco is or isn't, but like, okay. You got people like Dua Lipa and stuff like yeah. doing disco. Who who was the queen or one of the queens of commercial disco in the late seventies, early eighties? Diana Ross. Diana Ross, who worked with Chic and produced some of the the greatest disco hits ever. Diana, Diana Ross. Ross. You know, she should she should be. It'll come to... back. You know, she will have her. Mo- the th- I what think I hate she is, is known as an icon. I don't think she's she forgotten by anyone. Like uh, she is Diana Ross, just like Abba is Abba. Yeah. Like, of course, we're not going to be talking about her at 24-7. There's other yeah. people like Dua Lipa and stuff, but she still is, like, Diana Ross. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I, think, I feel better. Now that Mar yeah. said it, it's like, okay, and, and she said it with <laughs> conviction. So it's like, okay, I'm, I can rest easy. Although I can, ju- I can just feel myself DJing at a place and playing some Diana Ross and people just looking at me like, oh, God. <laughs> what? Did I ever tell you once, once I was DJing someplace and I was playing, uh, I think it was Prince. Mm-hmm. And... Somebody came up to me and said, 
when are you going to play something good? <laughs> oh no! That 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 that's like the knife coming. The 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 the, the first cut is the deepest. Yeah. It's like when they come in, oh dear, that just pour salt over my wounds, will you? <laughs> anyway, uh, let's listen to a little bit of Diana, the Queen. I still believe it's all I ever need. The reason that I breathe. Just can't get enough. An old familiar friend, call it heaven sent. It never has to end. I still believe in love. It's funny how you know Abba is like I still believe no this concept yeah. of still believing you know when when you reach a certain age never lose the faith speak but, yeah but it, that's that's why it's potent so I know you're about to go on something else but that's why it works because if you're like if you if you are aged you know 70 or whatever you there's no point in saying like I'm in love for the first time yeah you know because you're, you're probably not yeah. you know whereas like I still believe is a very very kind of potent message and also and also I hate to say it but like it's a message that I kind of feel like you know I'm my age I kind of almost need to hear <laughs> it, it resonates you know? <laughs> it resonates it's like yes 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 sir. but that would be quite an edgy kind of concept like a, a 76 year old singer singing I'm finally I'm finding love for the first time you know like don't lose faith it reminds me of what we were talking about Tina Turner the other day she finally found love true love uh, at, after the age of 50 or something you know when she lived a life of lovelessness <laughs> I'm gonna cry <laughs> but anyway it's all this has to do with a lot of midlife crisis doesn't it and I watched a movie that fits in with this midlife crisis mood we're discussing today Thomas Winter Winterberg's last round uh, I managed to watch that last week he became this director became an international darling on the film festival circuit after making one of the standout films under the Dogma 95 manifest which he co-signed along with Lars von Trier and that movie was Festen here he repeats with Danish Hollywood star Mads Mikkelsen after the pair triumphed with The Hunt uh, Mikkelsen once again plays a school teacher uh, he's dealing with midlife crisis and his colleagues devise a plan based on a Norwegian psychologist Finn Skarder Skarderud theory. Skorderud. Skorderud. Oh, the, what, the A with the little O is a score. I think so. Skorderud. I have been reading a lot about ABBA, so. Uh, so you're you're tuned into the Nordic mm. pronunciation. Finn Skorderud, <laughs> right? This, <laughs> this Norwegian psychology psychologist has a theory, had a very um, controversial theory, that we are all born with 0.05% alcohol, alcohol deficit in our blood. Uh, and he and he claimed that yeah we 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 should m try to maintain a steady buzz of alcohol in order to achieve peak performance. Hang on, this is an actual theory. This yeah. wasn't just a theory mm. invented for the film. No, this is this. And do you reckon Finn Skorderud actually believes it? Because it sounds like the kind of theory I would come up with to try to convince people of. <laughs> well, obviously, <laughs> like, I mean, would you trust a Norwegian philosopher, psychologist with with this kind of information? Um, well, on, on the whole, I think I'd definitely trust a Norwegian psychologist, but that seems a bit sort of weird, doesn't it? I mean, like, it's basically get drunk all the time, which, you know, that sort of goes against a lot of other other health advice, doesn't it? Exactly, you know, it's... Uh, see, yeah, 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 Norwegian psychiatrist, he is, he is real. For a moment, I was doubting, he's like, hang on a minute, is this guy real? Yeah, 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 it is true. Um, 
he did say this. I can't remember what year, but um, anyway. So obviously, the movie revolves around this this concept. The, no, the, the the four teachers they they decide to carry out this experiment and uh, drinking a small amount of alcohol before going to work. No, to see if they can inject a bit of chutzpah into their lives. Obviously, things begin begin to escalate pretty quickly, and Winterberg manages to balance the comic opportunities with the kind of ordinary drama everyone can relate to. Uh, the film won the Academy Award for Best Foreign Film, and Leonardo DiCaprio has signed on to star in the Hollywood remake. Now, if you get the chance, obviously watch the Danish original because of Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, he's the guy who plays Hannibal in the TV series of Hannibal Lecter. He played uh, the, 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 the not-so-villain in Casino Royale. He's amazing. I, I really love this actor. Um, and there's there's a he's he's a force of nature. He's charismatic. And there's an ending scene. I don't want to give. A, I don't want to spoil it. But uh, I didn't know he had a past as an acrobat and as a as a professional dancer. But to see this guy in his middle age, I don't know if he's fifty something. All of a sudden, he he pulls off this thing, this 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 physical thing that's beautiful to watch, and it's really euphoric and stuff. I don't know. It's one of the best. Uh, endings in in movie history really and uh, and it's and it ties in with the song that's playing in the background which we're going to listen to in a minute a bit a bit from a nordic i think there's a danish band called scarlet pleasure and basically he just wants five more minutes of being young that's what he's asking for no and and that's what's sung in the lyrics and it's a an emotion that a lot of us in the in the age of not being part of the insta <laughs> young Instagram conversation are getting to feel like I just want five more minutes of joy. Let's listen to Scarlet Pleasure. What a life. What a night, what a beautiful, beautiful ride. Don't know where I'm in five, but I'm young. Yeah, uh, what a life, Scarlet Pleasure. But anyway, uh, that enough of another round. Well, sorry, you, uh, yeah. two things. Firstly, apparently, um, uh, your man, uh, our Norwegian philosopher, said that he didn't come up with this, uh, that, that it's, he didn't come up with this. Not Damn one. it, there's me and my research not skills. Five. <laughs> Uh, well, no, about loads of places say it does, but apparently he he he's had um, the, it was someone uh, there was an Italian called Edmondo de Amicis who uh, did a paper about the the psychological effects of wine, um, and on the first page he says something like well, maybe you know after one or two glasses you could think that you we uh, were born with a deficit of alcohol in our bloodstream, and then in the next paragraph he says it's not true. Okay, <laughs> but so, but I, so I just wanted to ask how much like how much booze are we talking about? Like, is that like a couple of glasses of wine? To get well, this is the thing. Obviously, they're super clumsy from the start. You know, it's like it's really hard to control zero point zero five percent alcohol in your blood. You know, so in the end, they start sort of swigging the vodka and they 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 have breathalyzers. And they immediately, like, on the first attempt, they're already, like, 5% alcohol in blood and stuff. And because they notice uh, positive changes for a while, it's like, oh, well, maybe I need to drink a little bit more and see what happens. <laughs> and obviously, well, yeah, it's, 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 it's a very good balance of this kind of dry humor, very Nordic. I'm interested in seeing what DiCaprio does with it because... As Mads Mikkelsen said in an interview, it would be American drinking culture is very different to the the Danish drinking culture, so it it, it opens opportunities for a different type of comedy, maybe more slapstick. I don't know. Um, 
and and DiCaprio is great when he does comedy. Um, but yeah, but let's talk about what we really came here to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mar, clear the floor. <laughs> clear the floor, Mar. And we're all very we all we're all very happy listening to Taylor Swift's version of Red. But Mar has a lot to say about this. Yeah, I feel like we all. What what are we trying to pretend? We all not want to talk about Taylor Swift twenty four seven ever since she she released Red. That I I want to read one of my favorite tweets I saw when I woke up the day that Red dropped, and it said, "Wake up, honey! New ethically sourced Taylor Swift just dropped," and it does be like this. Like finally, I can listen to this album without feeling bad that it's going somewhere bad. So. Finally, we have a, a new addition to the ethically sourced Taylor Swift um, songs that we can listen to in peace and without remorse that we're giving money to bad, bad men. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Red, Taylor's version, was released um, last Friday. So it's now it's Wednesday. It's still relevant. It will be relevant for a long time. And it the, the world stopped, the world broke, uh, or at least uh, Spotify did broke for real. Like um, people were trying to listen to it, and what, there were so many people on on the side at the same time. It, it broke, so um, she broke Spotify, and I just I'm just uh, in awe at the cultural impact this woman has on everyone on, on the whole world. Like. It has to be studied. For example, the the Empire State Building, like what mm -hmm. that it has. What's the relation here? None, uh, except that she is the queen of the world. Um, was lit um red because of I don't know for how long, maybe for an hour or something. But in honor of her um, dropping the album, they decided like, okay, let's let's get let's make the Empire yeah, State Building red. Red when they change yeah. the lighting. Wait yeah. a minute, and that wasn't her or her own label. I I don't think so. It, it, I saw it on TikTok on the official account of the Empire State Building on TikTok. Like, oh my god, we can wait for for it to drop and it, we will lead it um, red. Woo, let's go, Taylor. We see Swifties. I love the fact that the Empire State Building is <laughs> official yeah, TikTok. Plus, she was on Saturday. She performed on Saturday Night Live, yeah. so she was in New York. I imagine when this was all happening. Yeah, may maybe it was on on the same time. And, but also, it's not only the Empire State Building. It's also stuff like Starbucks now has like a special order that it's called the Taylor Latte. If you go there, and they basically play Taylor twenty four seven now, and you ask for the Taylor Latte, and you get the latte that she was drinking when the paparazzi shots of her and Jake Gyllenhaal that she's um, holding a Starbucks cup. So they they reference like everything is no. But hang on, hang on. What's we live in a Taylor universe. What is is it? What's special about Taylor Latte? What, how, how is it I different? think it's just a map, like a, a la an order, normal order, but you get to say a Taylor Latte. <laughs> and um, they, I don't, I, maple latte or something ma like that. Maple, 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 yeah. maple syrup. Yeah, I, I think it has something mm. special like that, but it's, it's because it's her order or whatever she was drinking in that specific paparazzi shot of her and Jake Gyllenhaal that will... I will not get ahead of myself now because we will talk about him later. But um, th the cultural impact that of a paparazzi shot that was taken 10 years ago, um, now you're re-recording your whole thing and the company that made the coffee that you were holding in a paparazzi shot, now is making a special menu because of you Whoa. and they play all your songs. Like, she 
has society on a show called and I'm here for it. I, 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 I love to see that. And I, I understand why that is happening. And maybe there it's two main, three main reasons. The first one, obviously, she has a huge following. She always has had a, a huge fan base. And it's uh, amazing to see what she's doing with her music and, and all of that. But also, um, kind of a second reason would be like the people who have who were not Swifties for the whole time, um, mm. we now get the chance to enjoy these albums that when they were first released, we were too stuck up or maybe too on uh, with internalized misogyny of, oh, it's for just for girls. It's mm. just a, a girly thing. I'm not like other girls. I, I listen to the Arctic Monkeys. I will never listen to Taylor Swift. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, uh, who is this woman? And Or maybe grow um, adults or, or a, a more grown audience that it was like, oh, uh, this girl that writes about her exes and blah, blah, blah. I'm not listening to that because it's for girls. And um, now the, I feel like everybody is, is welcome to, to the Taylor universe because it we're all in it and so we have to to like it's I th it's a time of celebration of being able to finally listen to a music that was stigmatized for because of misogynistic reasons and now mm -hmm. we're past that time and and it's like oh I can I can finally listen to this in in a new sense in a yeah. non-layered sense of thinking and prejudice and and everything it's just I'm just listening to this album that it's out and and I want to see if I like it or not and because of that that the Spotify broke because now we're all listening to it yeah. and and I th I think it's it's amazing and the final part and I think one of the most important things that has come out of all this narrative of her re-releasing stuff and, mm. and her re-releasing Red now, it's that to see a, a, a never-seen-before moment in history, which is a woman regaining completely her own narrative. Yeah. Like, it, it has never happened before. Like, if you're a woman in the entertainment industry, it's mm. very rare that you have power over your own narrative. Like yeah. um, Miley Cyrus, she's um, kind of a slutty because she did, she was twerking there and she smokes and she she doesn't own her own narrative. Um, all, all, any woman in, mm. in Hollywood, she doesn't, they don't completely own whatever it said about them. And Taylor did such a successful job of, getting back what was hers what is hers and and saying it's mine and and, and i'm gonna own it and and you're not gonna be able to change what is mine because it's my life it's my narrative it's what i'm what i am um, telling and it's my story and not anybody else's and and it's such a successful story to see happening like live and 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 it's inspiring for maybe younger artists to come like Billie Eilish and Olivia Rodrigo yeah. it's like you have an example of of what can happen like it's maybe it's like a historical shift that's gonna it happen is. now like uh, it's amazing to see and and I just love that this is happening she's a queen it's can I can I just can I just say that interestingly a piece of news emerged this morning that Universal I, aka the world's largest record company have just changed their deals that they're offering people um to uh lengthen the re-recording restrictions so people now oh yeah, the yeah, bastards yeah. lengthen the re-recording yeah, so usually it would have been, what, like a 10-year period? Their standard contract specified that artists could not re-record their work until five years after the delivery of their last recording or two years after the end of the contract, whichever was later. 
and they are trying to increase that to seven and five years. Well, it's funny in in that 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 interview with Kanye West that I keep going on about <laughs> in Drink Champs. Um, at one point, Nori asks him, you know, they're talking about gang leaders in Chicago because he brings on, um, damn it, the, the 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 guy whose father's been incarcerated for forty five years. I can't remember his name. Damn it. Um, anyway, and uh, it's like, oh, so when you were young, it's like, yeah, it's like the Bloods and the Crips. No, if you were on one side or you supported, so it's like, oh, so there were these gangsters in Chicago. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I would root for them. And it's like, and who are the enemy? He's like Vivendi. Vivendi <laughs> is the enemy, oh my word. which is the group, the major group that owns Universal no. and stuff, the conglomerate. And it's like, oh wow, Kanye. Oh, anyway, sorry, sorry for derailing, yeah, but bringing Kanye into a conversation exactly, with Taylor in the Swift. middle of a Taylor speech. I'm sorry, oh my God. I am, history repeats itself. It's like the, if, if they, we could make a meme of the Kanye and, and Taylor and you and like Mar uh, trying to ta- talk about. Anyway, um, sorry, continue, Taylor. I must say, yeah. I played Red all Sunday, and I was in such a good mood. And it's such a power move. It's an amazing album. And Prince, Michael Jackson, you know, two of the biggest selling artists of all time, they were moaning constantly about not having the rights to their own music mm-hmm. and not being able to regain control. Taylor has done, it. done it. Taylor has done it. And Sorry. amazingly. And well, yeah, we could talk for hours about the album because it's 30 tracks long. Uh, there's a, a few from The Vault that it's um, never heard before songs. Mm-hmm. But we don't have time to do that, so I will leave people to do that for themselves at their house and, and do it um, with the intimacy that Red it requires. Um, so I'm going to just talk about one thing, and it's the thing that has everyone talking, and rightfully so, and it's the all-too-well 10-minute version, the, the, thing, the song <laughs> of the century. Like Your I, mind I can, is exploding. Yeah, I cannot even put it towards how amazing it is um, and it's incredible short film that goes with it mm-hmm. which explains why we're all collectively cyberbullying Jake Gyllenhaal this week with, <laughs> with is Maggie getting a little bit as well because no. she kind of had the scarf supposedly no she didn't even know no it's Jake's <laughs> full on fault so all too well what is all too well and um, what is it so important why should we be talking about it until we die um, <laughs> is um, well for a long time Swifties it's basically considered one of her best songs of, if not the best um, it's about heartbreak and allegedly it's um, it refers the, to hers and Jake Zillenhold's short lived love affair which happened from September to December 2010 more or less she was 20 Taylor was 20 years mm-hmm. old and Jake was a good 30 years old. Okay. That's important to take into account. Um, and ever since she um, she first came out with the original album, it has been known because she said it in, in interviews that um, this song originally was like 10 minutes long because she had so much to say. She felt it, it, the lyrics went on and on and on and then it it ended up being like 10 minutes long but of course for commercial reasons she had to cut it out and and make it mm, fit in the album yeah. so it was not 10 minutes because who would listen especially back then when she was not that big you cannot put a 10 minute long um, song <laughs> it's on always, an album it was always like it has to fit on the radio yeah, 3 exactly. minutes 2 and a half minutes blah, you blah. cannot do that and but fans um know of the existence of this 10-minute of version, of course, because of the interviews, and have always asked Taylor for for a release of this original piece. And 
of course, what do we ask we may receive because Taylor loves her fans and here we have it. And not only that, she made a, a short film to make the, the experience even more enhanced and, and amazing and, and she is so brilliant. I, I cannot thank her enough. <laughs> and for this film, um, she casted Sadie Singh who is known for playing a character in Stranger Things. The, the girl with the red hair. Yeah, the, um, who is amazing, uh, um, an amazing actress. How, how, why Why did she use a girl with red hair as uh, like her alter or alter ego or something? I no, don't know. Taylor? Apparently she was so fixated in getting Sadie. She was like, if Sadie had said no, it was my only option. So I was not making the movie if she had said, wow. but who says no to Taylor? She knows she yeah. was going to do that. Duh. I must say, I did like when it got to the end of the film, I was like, wow, she's really looking like Taylor Swift now. Then I realized, oh, no, actually, <laughs> it is Taylor Swift. It, it, yeah, by the end, it is. <laughs> Taylor, um, yeah, and and the uh, to play alleged um, Jake Gyllenhaal is Dylan O'Brien, and she first came out with posters to to promote the the short film and stuff, and I was like Sadie Sink and Dylan O'Brien. I'm already cringing <laughs> at the poster. Like, what the what is wrong with her? Like Taylor, I love you, but why would you choose that? That's a child. And a man. Like, I'm cringing at the fact that they're so close in the poster, almost kissing. Like, what happened here? You didn't have someone age appropriate appropriate to play you? And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute, Queen. You're doing something here. That's exactly the point you were trying to make, right? Like, you wanted me to feel this cringe, this unsettledness about the fact that there's the, this age difference Sadie is 19 and, and Dylan is, is 30. Basically the age gap that she and Jake had um, they had uh. when they started dating and, and we were all okay with it and now that we see it maybe from another perspective or maybe now that I'm grown and and when I was little maybe I didn't care as much for this age difference mm. and now that I see it in a different light it's like how how did we let that happen? I'm cringing at seeing a poster of these two people. Like, why didn't we cringe when it was happening with um, her and, and Jake? Quick quick question, quick question. Yeah. When, at, at the time when she was together with Jake, were you in favor? Yeah, I, okay. like I was not a, like too invested into it, but it was like, oh yeah, cute, uh, Hollywood right, okay, couple, okay, whatever, okay, okay. Mm, beautiful people. Um, it wasn't as, what about when she was with John Mayer, who's like, Exactly. 30 years yeah. older or whatever. He will get his turn. Okay, okay, he okay. will get his turn. <laughs> <laughs> we will make sure of that. And and yeah, when I I thought uh, she was uh, making a mistake, but of course not. She does not make mistakes. No. She's just a genius. And and it, it this feeling of uneasiness um kind of creeps into the whole um film because of it's very cute to see them all lovey dovey and and hugging and kissing and they're so happy at the beginning but you still have on the back of your head thinking like okay that that's again a bit weird. She 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 looks like a child. She is a child <laughs> but whatever. Um the performance um they do is amazing. Yeah. And we have like a 
a visual reference of the iconic moments that that are sung on on all too well, like them arriving at Jake's sister's house mm. and her leaving the scarf there and forgetting about it, a scarf that was never given back to her and and has become the motive of of red um, Taylor's version. And she's gonna make a nice uh, earnings from because she's selling the red as scarf. As she should, as she should. Merchandise. Yeah, she right she in time sent, for Christmas. She sent the 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 promotional like things to to other celebrities and it was like this scarf and i, I just think it's genius and 35 dollars let's get one all, <laughs> and it says all too well it's got a nice little uh, tab that goes all too well Taylor i still Swift. want the cardigan you know the yeah, cardigan she, but yeah is she still selling a, the cardigan a massive um, order and just get everything whoa yeah, and, and she sings, of course, in the lyrics, it says, but you keep my old scarf from that very first week because it reminds you of my innocence and it smells like me. You can get rid of it. And it's true, there's other um, pictures of Jake Gyllenhaal later um, wearing the, the scarf that he did not return. So he had the audacity not only to keep it, but to wear it like, hey, Taylor, look what I have. I have your broken heart and your freaking scarf. But you know what? That you know how crazy this woman is. Not only because of riding the scarf everywhere and 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 making everyone upset with it. The picture of Jake wearing the scarf that he never returned on while he was out on New York or whatever he was was taken exactly on November twelfth, twenty ten. Yeah, November twelfth, twenty twenty one was uh, the date read. Taylor's version was re-released. So this woman is insane oh, to with the her point. Numerology. To, to, yeah. Oh my god, her Google <laughs> Calendar skills are absolutely yeah. insane. He, like, imagine how crazy you have to be to be to pay attention to this level of detail. Like, maybe you don't know if people will look up the date that the paparazzi shot was actually taken and see that it matches the date that you released. Like, it's such a stupid detail. But you did the effort, and we appreciate it, <laughs> and we have seen it, and we see what you are telling us. But continuing with the video, as the song progresses, the film progresses, blah, 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 the relationship goes downhill, um, and, and there's a part in which the song stops, and, and there's like an acting scene in which they're, they're having dinner with friends and stuff, and, oh, yeah. and he oh, man. drops... <coughs> Like Taylor puts her hand, Taylor Sadie, Taylor Sadie, yeah. Um, yeah. Taylor, Taylor, yeah. it's Taylor, Taylor, young Taylor, Taylor young Taylor puts her hand, and she she is putting all this level of detail. We know this this thing happened in real life. Like she's not making anything up. We know now that, that everything is there. So, um, she puts her hand um on on uh, Jake, let's say, um, on Jake's hand, and he just drops it. He just takes it away in front of her friend, like. Um, embarrassingly, like, Hang don't on. touch my hand. Hang on, he, she, she puts her hand on his. Then yeah. he, he puts his over hers and takes and it away. Kind of, and drops it. And then he like, and oh, yeah, it. I know, but it, it's, it's not like yeah. as aggressive as you're making yeah. it sound. And like, get <laughs> no, and she's like, okay, let's not pretend we know each other. I'm just a stranger in this table in your house, but yeah, whatever. Um, and then, and then she confronts him. Later on the night, and and she's like, oh, mm, and they have a huge I, 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 yeah, I'm, I may be a little bit distant. You may n- n- see me a little bit not. 
close to you because you fucking dropped my hand and because you don't want to talk to me and because you're making me feel awkward um, with your friends in in a scenery that you yeah. should make me feel welcome yeah. because you invited me. And he's like, oh, I don't know what you were talking about. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's just pretend nothing happened. It's like, don't gaslight little Taylor. She's 20. You know much more than her. You know, like, I'm not saying young people don't know anything. I'm not saying 20 year olds don't know anything. But if you're 30, you uh, have 10 more years of experience that this person hasn't lived. So, of course, there's a power dynamic that it's uh, undeniable going there. And, and you can manipulate the yev out of a person, especially a, a girl who is just... Ah, I hate it. But and I just sorry, love that scene. Right, right. It's the hand drop based on something in real life. It must be. Yeah, of course. That's that's what she sings about, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, everything she sings about it feels like it's too it, like we're looking into like a diary, like we're time traveling yeah. with her. Like it, everything is very, very, very based but, 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 on real life. I see the lyric you got yeah, because I dropped your hand no. well done. This, ah, okay, this, right, right. okay, um, and and it's amazing <laughs> to see like champagne problems from folklore has a line that says, because I dropped your hand, hand while dancing, <coughs> left you out there standing, crestfallen on the landing, champagne problems. And then we see Sadie um, um, a few scenes later on the film drinking champagne. So everything in the Taylor universe, like it's the Marvel universe, people who are into superheroes, I know there's like a whole <laughs> thing. It's like a Taylor universe, like everything is referencing each other, like it's her narrative and I love to see these little details like, yeah, she mentioned the hand because she has lived that through red and then she champagne problems. But yeah, that's just a little note that I, I love to <laughs> see. While champagne problems. But you know, she was not a, an alcoholic. She just had no, little as it, references. You know what champagne problems are. It's like when you have a like a a problem, like a first world world. Yeah, mm. that's kind of what champagne like, problems. Yeah, it's like oh, the Wi-Fi is not here. Oh, it's a champagne problem. It's like when you call someone a champagne leftist. No, champagne, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't, I didn't. Okay, I just wanted to clear. I love it. I'm gonna use it. Okay. Yeah, but the whole video wants to make you wants to you to hysterically cry. We'll cry a lot. It's very sad to see, but. Taylor is, has lived a, a life, a long life. She's not 21 anymore. And, and lines like um, him gaslighting her about, or condescending her about her age gap or him charming her dad like they're on a late night show before standing her up on her 21st birthday. <gasps> um, but but my... Um, and, and and my favorite line and my favorite line out of the the all lines it's a, and the and I was never good at telling jokes but the punchline goes I'll get older but your lovers stay my age you know Jake ah. is now forty and wh how old is her his girlfriend twenty five so this is who what, is this his is girlfriend now is um, she an actress um, I think it's a, she's a model oh. yeah. this is what made me think so has this song has existed for a long while people mm -hmm. know this exists uh, no but it. this is like. Added, I think it's new, new lyrics. Okay, that's what I was going to yeah, ask. I yeah, think, I think the ten-minute version I, may have lyric lyrics from now too. Like ah, okay, right, like right, reflections right, right, right. on yeah. what. Ha I, I don't think it's exactly what she wrote and she put it like it was like a 
a draft song so she can make it her own now. Look, what, another thing, just a quick thing about her performance on Saturday Night Live. Uh, she did a power move that very few artists have been able to do. Usually, Lorne Michaels, the show creator and producer of Saturday Night Live, he's very strict about the format and mm -hmm. uh, the musical mm -hmm. guest gets to perform two songs, right? Uh, sometimes it's a fast-paced song and then a, a slower song or whatever, they, that's up to the artist. But there's two songs, right? That's the format of the show. And uh, one is played during the, the halftime of the show and then one, the, the second song is played right before the last sketch. Taylor just performed her one 10-minute version And to perform a 10-minute version of any kind of song on uh, on primetime television is quite a feat. I mean, the MTV Video Music Awards forced artists to make medleys. Like, no, 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 don't play one song, you know, play like a mishmash, you know, because people's short attention spans, whatever, the rules of television. And it's like, Taylor's like, no, 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 I'm going to perform my 10-minute version of All Too Well, and you're going to have to suck it and see. And... And as you say, Mar, it doesn't feel like an eternal 10 minutes, even for television. It's like, mm -hmm. it's a really beautiful, well-timed performance. There's the little details, the leaves falling, uh, the way they, they do close-ups on her face when she sings certain lines and the way the gospel sing the backup singers come at the end. Really, really tasteful, really carefully crafted. Bravo, Taylor. Yep. Seriously, game-changing girl. So, um... Basically, well, I, I could say a lot more, but I don't know if we have time. You um, Oh, damn it. No, we didn't. <laughs> we only have two minutes. Come on. Um, no the, the, the main difference between the, the original song and the 10-minute version, and I think it's needed. We needed these two versions because I, th I think the second version reflects what she was trying to say. It's, you could listen to the, the original one and think like, Oh, um, she's singing about a bittersweet heartbreak. Like, oh, remember how we w how we went to your sister's house and we had a blast and we were dancing. I I do remember. Yeah, I remember it all too well. Then you broke my heart and I was very sad. I remember, but I remember how we had that time. And well, yeah, now I'm very sad. But the 10-minute version is like, it's more like, hey, remember when I was like a teenager and you guys lied me and you talked about love when it was all a power dynamic relationship? Yeah, I, I do remember that. Do you remember it? I remember it all too well because you cannot gaslight me anymore. I give me back my effing scarf because it's been 10 years and still don't know anything about it and you wore it because you have the audacity of a man that <laughs> pretends to not know anything, but I do know everything. I know it all too well. Can I just... You, Jake? Thank you, Jake. Can yes. I just say, our album of the week is Silk Sonic and even with Silk Sonic, and knowing we're not going to have much time, <laughs> I've just written a haiku reviewing it. Yeah, Quit, quick, please. Yeah. The Silk Sonic disc sounds familiar to me. Champagne nostalgia. Very nice. Very, very good. Nice. And that's all that had to be said. <laughs> Sadly, we don't have any more time. We have to say goodbye to the show. Maybe we need to do Red Part 2 yeah. for next week. There, you've got a minute version. Your work's done for next week. We could version. just rebrand the whole, the whole show for... <laughs> Okay, well, we say goodbye with our a cut from our album of the week. Thank you for listening. This is Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Was it good for you? Oh, babe. Now I don't know what you did when you did what you did. But you did it, girl. See, normally I don't stutter, but you did, 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 did do it to me. Wishing on the shooting star, saying prayer for me and hoping.